0: I offer this podcast freely. Your support really makes a difference. To make a donation, visit reneemckenna.com. Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaVallee McKenna, and I bring my 30-plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about being open and being closed. And how there are appropriate times for each and knowing the difference of when to be open and when to be closed can have a big impact on our relationships, on how we spend our time, and on the quality of our life experience. And there are many ways we can be open or closed. We can be open-minded, open-hearted, open or generous with our time, our money, our property. We can be open to creativity and new possibility, open to new ideas new perspectives. In fact, that's the root of most of my open door growth work with clients and students, mentees, and myself, is to learn new ways to open and receive so that we can be nourished and supported in our evolving authentic self in the world. And although being open and closed is certainly a duality, you might think that I'm going to tell you all the reasons that being closed is bad such as being closed-minded, closed-hearted, selfish, or self-centered. But there are many, many times when being closed and knowing when to close in all these areas of our life can be just as important as knowing when to be fully open. And I know for myself and many others, I have suffered greatly from opening when it would be more healthy to be closed and closing when it would be much more beneficial to be open. And so growing in the wisdom and discernment to know when it's helpful to be open and to know when it's appropriate to be closed is an ever-growing skill set that most of us can benefit from. And the reason I practice spiritual psychology rather than just straight Western psychology is that it allows us to ground ourselves and gather resources, power, guidance, and wisdom from the realms of nature, the transpersonal, the metaphysical, and this larger consciousness system that actually does have our highest good in mind, that our intellect or rational mind is much like a computer and it can only make decisions and calculations based on the information that it already has. And so one of the first pieces of work that I do with clients and mentees is to help them make conscious connection with these spiritual, transpersonal or metaphysical resources. And I have found the most easily accessible doorway to connect with the alchemical field of higher wisdom is through nature. Even if we live in a city, we all have access to the sky, to the earth, to the air we breathe in and out every moment. We drink, bathe, and cook with water. Most of us have seen plants, trees, and wild creatures, even if they're pigeons and rats. Living in Manhattan, I get to see lots of rats. And they are fascinating, highly intelligent, incredibly social creatures. When my kids were little, we went through just about every kind of small animal pet you could have. And at one point, we actually had a couple of rats. We also had dwarf hamsters. I think there was a guinea pig that passed by at some time. There were fish and lizards, but the rats were as smart as my dogs. And I've come to work very closely with nature as our primary teacher. If we're willing to pay attention to her and although rats like spiders and snakes may have a bad reputation or even be really uncomfortable for many people particularly in the west the rat is actually the first zodiac sign in the chinese zodiac cycle and in the chinese zodiac rats personality is outgoing cheerful and very sociable no matter what they're doing they tend to find success on their own account because of their ability to make quick choices and be incredibly adaptable. And if we are really present and open to what nature has to teach us, we can find that there is wisdom in all things non-human that can have really important teachings for those of us having a human experience. And so one of the first things that I like to do is to connect people with a primary element as a source and a resource for grounding and connection with the larger system. And most of us have elements that we just naturally relate to. We're all connected with all of the elements, but some people are particularly drawn to water or the ocean. Some people like the forest. I particularly like the desert. Some like mountains, some like meadows. And it's quite a powerful practice to expand our relationship, even into elements that we might find uncomfortable. For example, I've been a fire person almost all my life. And I've naturally been kind of uncomfortable with water. I used to have an irrational fear of drowning. I tend to associate water with being cold. And from an element perspective, water puts out fire. But I've been actively working with water, meditating at the Hudson River on a regular basis, being more conscious about water when I wash my hands, make my tea, take a shower, and considering how to be more fluid, more consistent opening to how the element of water might teach and inform me to expand my abilities and capacities to move through the world with more tools in my toolbox. And although fire is a very powerful element of heat and change, it's very exciting, things happen fast, water is also a very powerful transformative cleansing, clearing, nourishing agent. Very different operating system than fire lots for me to learn there. And working deeply with the elements, with the ecosystems that we're naturally drawn to can really promote and support our own natural, authentic way of being in the world. So I had a really wonderful session with a client lately we'll call Patty. And we did an inner journey to connect Patty with an aspect of nature that had only her highest good in mind, a primary element could sustain and support her spiritually in the work that she wants to do in her life. And we came to a beautiful beach with rolling waves and lots of sea creatures. And Patty has always loved the water and connecting with the ocean, not just physically, not just conceptually, but actually feeling the consciousness of the ocean and opening to the possibility that the consciousness of the ocean was aware of her. And this idea that there is Life force in all things is often called animism, and if you want to learn more about that, I did an early podcast, number 19, Animism, Life is a Verb, and modern physics tells us that the entire material world is composed of spinning protons, neutrons, and electrons in the form of atoms, and so it's not much of a stretch to say that there is life force in all things, animate and inanimate. And it is my experience that almost everything in the material world can be a portal to higher consciousness if we are open to accessing or going through that portal. And so Patty's really suffering with depression and anxiety. She has a lot of people in her life that she feels responsible for and drained by. She's very creative, but spends so much time doing things for others. But she doesn't actually spend very much time on her own creative projects. So she spends a lot of time giving and not a lot of time receiving. And although she appears to be happy when you talk to her, she actually spends a lot of time in her bed crying and thinking about suicide. And she's actively working with her doctor to find the right combination of meds. She knows that's not enough, that there's a physical aspect of her depression but there's also emotional, social, and spiritual aspects as well. And I have come to see depression not as a disease that visits upon us, but as a coping skill. Depression is the pressing down of our authentic self. We often need a lot of help, growth, resources, and change to be able to support our authentic self in the world so that it doesn't need to be depressed anymore. And for me, one of the first steps on that process has been stepping out of the dysfunctional patterns of my family of origin and stepping into my spiritual family as a child of the universe, as the offspring of nature. And Patty knows this from her vacations and actual physical experience of going to the beach, that she feels peaceful, calm. She feels more herself when she's there. She connects with the water with the salty air, with the rhythm of the waves. And although certainly it's helpful for her to go to the beach as often as possible and actually make that connection in a physical plane, that connection is always available through prayer, meditation, inner journeys, and just deep presence. That our own bodies are 50 to 60% water of composition very similar to the ocean. That the element of water, just like almost all of the elements, is always available to us in present time, right now. And growing in that conscious connection with nature, with the larger consciousness system, and the life force and potentiality that is always flowing through it is as essential to the care of our soul as breathing in and breathing out is for the cells of our body. And so the second piece of work that I do with most people, and it's offered in chapter two of my book, Allies and Demons, working with Spirit for Power and Healing, is based on the ancient shamanic practice of connecting with a spirit guide in animal form. And on the second journey, Patty returned to the ocean at sunset and was immediately drawn to the sea anemones. Probably not coincidentally, she had many pictures of them in her phone because she's always felt a connection with the anemones, and particularly their beauty when they're open and their self-protection when they close. And the anemones know when to open and when to close. And they have much to teach Patty about that wisdom of self preservation. So, anemones close as a protective response that protects them from being harmed. And they open to receive food, sunlight, and even to be cleaned by fish. And Patty, like many of us, has a dysfunctional system of opening and closing. Patty had a very anxious mother. She put a lot of her energy into emotionally supporting and physically helping mom. And so she developed a pattern of being helpful to others, even when it was depleting or even dangerous for her. And at different times in her life, she was open to people that it was inappropriate to be open to. And she was harmed. She was harmed by men. She was harmed by bosses in different ways. And so she closed up. She hasn't had a sexual relationship in a long time. She works by herself remotely as an executive assistant for a man she barely interacts with. But she has a lot of people in her life, including a continued very needy relationship with her mother, where she has to manage her mother's finances, her health care, and her emotional state. Always trying to make sure mom's okay. And there's a lot of other very needy people who drain her energy. And she has very few relationships that actually feed her. So like many of us, she tends to be open in places, situations, relationships from these old dysfunctional patterns that actually deplete her. And she's become closed to new opportunities to be renewed, restored, and receiving. And so part of her spiritual practice now is to connect with the energy of the ocean and the wisdom of the sea anemones and be willing to learn to trust her own deeper instincts of when to open and when to close. And we all have deeper wisdom within us, but it can take a lot of energy and we might need a lot of support to connect with that deeper wisdom because it's gonna create change in the relationships and circumstances in our life if we act on it. And if we're stuck in any kind of suffering, dysfunction, unhappiness, that is information that something needs to change. But it can often be quite scary to go into the unknown to trust the deeper calling of our own authentic self, our own more natural ways of knowing, because sometimes we feel it's safer to be with what's familiar than to go into the unknown. And I have found it really helpful to think about the circumstances in my life, the relationships I have, the work that I do, and where am I open and where am I closed? And there's a very simple test. After any interaction, how do I feel? Do I feel nourished, energized, satisfied, fulfilled? Or do I feel depleted, angry, irritated, anxious? And that can be information that I may be opening where I need to be closed, or I may need to close or protect myself in places that I tend to be open. And life is always calling us to grow, and leaning into that growing edge is the path to progress. And progress is what makes most people genuinely happy. Because we are part of an evolving universe, and we are evolving. And when we resist that natural evolution, we suffer. And the suffering is absolutely the information and holds the keys to the doorway of the next place of our life, whatever that is. And so it may be counterintuitive to move into our discomfort, and we don't need to leap off of any cliffs. But Patty's aware of two friends in particular who call her all the time and their relationships that are completely imbalanced. She's always giving to them. They are black holes of need. She feels obligated and guilty if she doesn't answer the phone and she feels irritated and drained if she does. And the anemone wisdom is teaching her she probably needs to be closed in those places of her life and probably not coincidentally, she's reconnected with an old boyfriend who's a very handsome and lovely person who's very interested in her. And she's been closed in that area of her life for so long, she's afraid to open, but it would be much more interesting, exciting, and beneficial for her to open to this lovely man rather than dumping her life energy into these needy friends who deplete her. So where are you being called to open and where is it helpful for you to close? opening to new possibilities at work, new ways of caring for your health and your body, opening to expressing your creativity, exploring new communities for social engagement, and what depletes, drains, or even harms you. Is there are dead relationships you need to end? Have you outgrown your work? Are you afraid to sing, paint, dance, draw, or write? So I encourage you to consider where you're open and where you're closed, Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, sexually, socially, creatively, professionally. And where are you being called to grow? Thank you so much for listening. I have some live events coming up on Insight Timer the next couple of Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. This Wednesday, I'm offering a live event on healing anxiety. Next Wednesday, Transforming Trauma. Check out the link to my Insight Timer profile in the show notes if you're interested. I'm working diligently to complete my 10-part guided audio course on healing trauma as well. So if you're a trauma survivor, keep your ears open. I'll let you know when that's ready. I've had a very encouraging response to people interested in having free sessions of open door growth work with me in exchange for being recorded for my upcoming YouTube channel, Shoot me an email if you'd like to find out more information about free sessions with me. Info at ReneeMcKenna.com. Check me out on Instagram at Renee underscore LaValley McKenna. And if you like this podcast, I'd appreciate five stars or a good review. Thanks as always to my generous supporters on Patreon. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValley McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.